show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users has had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. Welcome to the podcast, Life After Addiction and Indictment. I'm your host, Steve Cloward, and I spent most of the last decade and well over $100,000 on coaches, consultants, masterminds, and events trying to figure out how to reclaim my life again. On this podcast, I'm going to share the tools, the tips, the tricks, and the hacks that allowed me to forgive myself so that I could reclaim my life again. I'll be interviewing experts in mindset, leadership, entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, branding, and so much more. I'm glad you're here. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Let's go. This is Life After Addiction and Indictment. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Life After Addiction and Indictment. For those that are new, we appreciate you, you know, coming to the show and listening. And, you know, we're here to bring you value, uh, things that will help you if you've been stuck in your life, or you've got something in your past that's kind of holding you back, whether it's addiction, whether it's issues with indictments, the law, really addiction of any type, or if you've just you know, been through anything that's really caused you trauma to lose your confidence um, and or even your identity, which is two of the things that really set me back for a long time. I'm excited today because I've got a gentleman by the name of Daniel Martinez joining us here today who's got a successful business. Um, that I want to talk to him about that uh, hopefully we're going to be able to share some things that he's learned and having success with to to kind of inspire you and help you see the value of how you can reclaim your life through entrepreneurship. So appreciate your time, Daniel. Welcome to the show. No problem, man. I appreciate you having me. I think uh, I really like, I really wanted to be on this podcast because it's a, it's a, it's a sore spot for me. Uh, And I don't mind talking about sore spots, but it's one of those things where I transitioned through and I'm better for it. So I'm excited about this one. Awesome. Well, I, like I said, I appreciate your time and uh, glad that we've connected. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your past before business. What were you doing, you know, in the past? Um, and then kind of what was it that, uh, you know, made you make the decision to start your own company? Sure, sure. So um, a little bit of backstory. Uh, I'm, I turned 30 like Sunday. So I turned oh, 30 years old in a few oh, days. Oh, awesome. My son, dude, I have a son that just turned 30 on the 9th. So yeah. what the, the the Monday before that I think. Yeah, yeah. So I just a week ago, this last Monday, yeah. Yeah, I, I turned thirty in about four or five days from now, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But oh, cool. It's been, it's been an interesting journey. Um, it's it's crazy. So I started. Uh, I used to be. I used to load trucks. One of the first jobs I had was loading trucks. Uh, uh-huh. Load trucks for a couple of years. I originally from Chicago, and um, I and my wife ended up wanting to move out of there. I'm like, yeah, I hate the cold. I'm done. Like anywhere else that's not cold, <laughs> I'm moving. So I moved to Atlanta after that when I met my wife, when I got to Atlanta, it was a lot cooler, better climate. The company I was working for, they're like, oh, who wants to truck drive? And I'm like, 
I mean, there's no snow out in here. There's a reason why I don't want a truck drive up there. So right. I ended up going through the truck driver training at that company. Um, went through that. I drove for them for two years. Ended up starting my own trucking company when I was 25. Oh, right on. And we got up to five trucks and ended up closing the doors. Um, it was a lot of struggling. And the reason, I want to, the reason why I started entrepreneurship and kind of to your second question is um, there's no right time to start entrepreneurship. So my wife was pregnant at the time. I worked six days a week. I don't know how many hours a week for a whole year while she was pregnant because I'm like, there's no right time. And when you have a kid, things get more difficult. So let's just do this now. Like, there's like let's just burn the boats. Time like the present. Yeah. Burn the boats and see what happens. I don't recommend everybody do that. It's been, it's been hard for, yep. said my, my daughter's four now. So I've been, I've been, oh, I've been wow. I haven't worked for anybody in four years, but it's been a crazy interesting path. So I did uh, trucking for five years. I drove my own trucks. I had hired drivers, owner operators, all that good stuff. And then um, pivoted into real estate and software data. I do a bunch of different things now where now it's kind of like, it's kind of like I'm on the fun side of entrepreneurship, but man, it was a struggle early on. And um, it's just been crazy, man. It's been a crazy four years. Um, I create, I had a million in revenue since entrepreneurship last December, and I'll probably hit oh, a million this year. So it took, four, it, hit, it took me four years to hit a million. And then this next year, I'll do a million again. Bingo. It's crazy. You're, how doing, it works. I mean, you're doing something right. <laughs> it's crazy how it works. Yes, it is. What, uh, what are some of the things that you learn from your trucking, com- you know, business? Positive oh, I, things that, I, you know, even though maybe you had some struggles, I don't know the details behind that story, but there are things that, you know, you learn from that that have really impacted you and helped you in this your new company the last four yes, years. Yes, 100%. I will take this to the grave is that all businesses are, they can be profitable, but not all businesses should, should be run by you. And that's if you're a listener. So that, that wasn't a profitable business for me. And it took a lot of my time. And the reasons why I, I really didn't like it, because even when I started that company, I was driving for myself as a, as a driver, as from a company driver standpoint. So I didn't like being away from my wife. And I didn't like that. I didn't. That's the reason why I pivoted out of trucking in general, just because. And the whole reason why I got into entrepreneurship was to spend more time with my kids. And then I got into trucking and I'm like, now I'm away from home. And I'm like, OK, something I need to pivot and pivoting in business is, is 100% a necessity. So, and um, I recommend all businesses are good, but they shouldn't be run by you. And sometimes you need to pivot and it's okay to pivot. Let me ask you a question about that. Cause I think I know what you're talking about cause I've experienced it as well. Um, you know, if you're, you own the business but you're actually an active driver as well. So you're working in the business which doesn't allow you to work on the business to actually grow the business and yep. pay attention to the business and operate the business. Is that kind of what you mean? Yes, uh, and other things too, um, and they call it solopreneurship, where you're wearing, you might be the accountant, you might be the, the the labor, you might be the management, you might be customer service, you have all these different hats, and it gets hard to manage that when you're a solopreneur. Other reason why I didn't like trucking is because it was only a limit, and it, it felt like a job. A job, when you're sure. in a job, you can only, at this, at this role, you can only make $15 an hour, you can only work 50 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, you're capped out at $55,000 and that's it. Trucking is the same way where you're a driver, you can only work so many hours within a week period. You can only make so much money within that week period and you're capped out. So it really limited as far as like how much money I could make. And the only way to get out of that was hire drivers and employees. People is the hardest part of business. So it got (laughs) difficult. And with trucking, you need capital 
to having even make more money in that way just because you need another vehicle. So it was really capital intensive, people intensive, and it just wasn't for me. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I can't imagine, oh yeah, the cost of trucks, even if you're leasing them or whatever, it's got to be very, very capital intensive, like you said. And, you know, as entrepreneurship from a you know, solopreneur to growing something, you know, there's a balance there because that that's what holds a lot of people back, in my opinion, from chasing it. Number one is fear, first of all, but also you do oftentimes have to, depending on your situation, if you've got a bunch of capital, you know, and then you can hire specific people, great. But oftentimes you are starting out as a solopreneur. The key is knowing when to take those next steps, you know, to start delegating and, and spending the money that will give you the return by hiring people to take over certain roles. Uh, because, you know, I've been guilty of it in my, my career as an entrepreneur that you get stuck working in the business. And that, that really is difficult. And sometimes you don't even see it. Um, but anyways, well, that's really cool. And so you started Hive Mind. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. What did you have any experience with software or, you know, marketing, CRM, whatever, prior to starting that? Or how did that come about? I like the name and the logo, by the way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool branding. So I actually got into real estate. So when I was spinning my wheels in trucking, I'm like, I have to do something else. I have to create revenue somewhere else. And I was pivoting into real estate. So I started learning real estate. And then uh, when I was, I've been in real estate for three years now, one year while I was in trucking and uh, it took me seven months to get my first deal in that. Um, I actually started a data business too, where we provide leads. And the reason why I like the businesses I'm in now, because no, there's no cap on it. I can right. have a thousand clients and do what I want. So um, when I was in real estate, one of the, one of the big struggles a lot of people have is like, how do you coordinate and keep track of all these potential leads? Because you have to follow up with people and it's just, it's a pain. Yeah. Like I, I was really into the actual other side of the business because with trucking, like you work, whatever you do, that's what you get paid. With yeah. Now with this side, you have to actually call customers, convert them and eventually do that. And it's just uh, a lot of people struggle with follow-up. So I was struggling with follow-up with my partner and um, we're like, something's got to get, there's got to be something better out there in general. So we actually came across HiveMind, which is actually a CRM platform which actually helps us coordinate uh, and do more deals in general with real estate. So when we saw the opportunity to start it, we just delved 100% into it. Um, we started that February, 2021, and we're 15 months in now. Uh, and we have over 350 clients in four different countries, and which is a lot of, not, not necessarily real estate clients in general. We have a lot of different types of clients. So if everybody doesn't know, the, ba the backbone of every business in general is a CRM. If you're not using it, you need to get one just because it helps you with client conversion. It helps you um, with retention. A lot of stuff that you struggle with to keep track of, this is what helps you in general, a CRM. Absolutely. So our CRM does texting, emailing, websites, uh, funnels, uh, Stripe, invoices. We do a lot of different stuff. We tailor made it towards real estate investors because we are investors ourselves, but it can be used for any business. So we help podcasters, YouTubers, from attorneys, like we have a lot of different variety of clients that use our product in general, just for marketing. Yeah, that's awesome. And the, like you said, it's one thing to be able to track, you know, you've got to be able to have that customer, be able to track them. And then, you know, one thing that's obviously huge in business these days, and that allows you to really do a lot more volume in business <clears throat> is the automation. The more you can automate, the better off you are, in my experience. Um, yeah. 
and, and then it's doing a lot of the follow-up for you automatically, which is huge, you know, uh, yeah. but then it does take that human touch and, and then you get involved and, you know, close the cell or whatever it is that you're doing. So that's, that's awesome. And uh, hive mind. So hive mind, like you mentioned, it sounds like works for all sorts of different niches. It's not just hundred percent for real estate, correct? Yeah. hundred percent. real. Like I said, if, if you, if you need help automating your backend businesses and processes, HiveMind can help you. It doesn't matter what business you're in. It's like we've helped we've helped podcasters convert and bring in their clients because one of the big things about um, business in general is you need to find your tribe and customer base. Yeah. So and you need to collect those leads organically. So we help you track and get or leads organically using our system, using texting and web landing pages and all this. There's a lot of different techniques, even Facebook groups. And yeah, can you post out of it? Can you post out of it to social media and stuff like that as well? Yeah, it's a new feature. Yeah. We're able to post on Facebook and Instagram right now. We're working on capabilities with uh, Twitter and stuff like that, but you can post, schedule posts. Well, can you go in and, yeah, you can schedule it so you can go write a month where the post, schedule when you want them to go. Sweet. Yep, 100%. Yep, awesome. That's um, what it's all about. And we have an app capability, so people can do this on the fly. So you don't have to be in front of the computer to nurture those leads. Uh, another yeah. one, one of the big cool things is we integrate with Google My Business. So if you can organically, not organically, but automatically put a lead down the path that if you convert that lead, you can ask them for a Google My Business review. Yep. It should eventually help you with Huge. organic SEO. Yep. So there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with that, that you can just automate. Like a lot of my businesses, like I'm actually not in my business anymore. Like, yes, we operate a whole software company with 300 clients. I have VAs and I have systems. Yep. So all of it just yeah. runs. That's the key. That's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little older. I'm 54. And, uh, <clears throat> had several successful businesses but the key to really scaling a business but the key to the key in my opinion to a business is just like you I don't start a business because I don't want to work in it you know yes I want to build it but to me it's all about the time freedom it gives me and that doesn't mean time freedom to just always be golfing or whatever that means time freedom to help somebody to be involved in charities whatever it is time freedom allows you to give back in ways that you can't which is also what money does for you and if you, so the key is how do you build those things you just talked about that allows you to replace yourself and anyone in your staff? And it's by building that entire foundation, which is all the processes, you know, and systems so that you can literally just plug somebody in, you know, so that you don't, you don't even have to have somebody per se that they're sitting with for a day or a week or whatever it is training them, you know, the way the business I've got now, one of them is, you know, everything's all recorded. So we plug somebody in, they know what their job description is. They go through the training, literally through videos that shows them exactly what the person in their position does. And, and it really saves a ton of time as well. But that stuff's to me, that's the most important thing. And where, you know, there's a fine balance, I believe, and I'd like to get your input on this is, you know, when you start a business, the best thing you can do is, you know, to create cash flow. It's all about sales. It doesn't matter what business you're in or create deals. And as I look back on my career, there's times where I got caught in what I call surface distraction. <clears throat> that is, oh, I got to have my website. I got to have my business cards. Oh, I got to have the sign on the door. I got to have this, you know, and you might feel like you're being productive, you know, day in and day out for a while, but that's not doing anything for you. And so you've got to be able to focus on getting deals and then at the same time, 
starting to build these systems and process and building that foundation because that foundation is really going to be the key to being able to duplicate, you know, yourself and others to be able to really scale something. Yeah, it's um, revenue generating activities. Everything that's it. Everything to need an LLC and a logo to just get yep. started. But you don't need any of that. You technically, all you need to do is a, a get your sole proprietorship and you got your social security number and you're good to go. And you can start doing business and worry about the business stuff later on. And you can even hire that out to get that stuff done. Um, one of the big things that um, every business needs to understand is that you're a marketing business. If you're in real estate, you're a marketing business. If you're in car sales, you're a marketing business. If you're a newspaper business, you're a marketing business. It doesn't matter. Everything starts with marketing because you need to find a way to- Everything's about leads. Everything's about contacts. Everything's about leads and contacts and understanding that you need to be marketing, whether organically paid, word of mouth, podcast, no matter what it is, you need to be marketing in general just to bring yep. leads. So you're a marketing business, number one. 100%. Like, yep. Do you So- your CRM, I obviously understand what that does. Um, do you does does your company do any type of marketing for your clients, or do you train them how to do any of that stuff, or is that not part of it? So we we help. Uh, we tried to make it as uh, simple as possible. So it's you get the base thing. If you if it's a kind of do it yourself type of thing, you have training videos, SOPs. You can train your people how to use it through our training, or you can kind of go in there, and then we have kind of done with you where you can. If you need assistance we can help you with it based off of your needs and capital and then if you need a lot of help we can help you out a lot of, with you need a lot of help and we kind of do a lot of stuff for you it really depends on your needs and as a business in general but um a lot of the marketing in general like i always start with the free marketing tips first because running paid traffic gets really expensive unless you're able to spend yeah. funds uh running running free traffic is always easy so for every business start a facebook group why Facebook group, it gets organic traffic just through Facebook finding towards your niche. And you can usually find like-minded people that will resonate with you. So we started a Facebook group, right? We started a business. We have like 2000 people in it. Well, what's in there? That's well, what do we group. pitch? We pitch our product to our potential people in the, in the Facebook group. And then what do we do when we, when we come in? We ask for their information. So we use the Facebook group as a lead generation, free lead generation. So we make it private. We ask security questions. When they ask for when they when we ask for their email and phone number, we of course already have their name. If they give us the information, it automatically turns into a lead. We start texting. Yep. You know, got automation lead. built in. Yep. That's... As soon as they come in, then we use text automation because our system does texting. So you ever see those uh, text keywords to this number to come in? Well, if you're interested in HiveMind, you can actually get text me at 210-972-1842. Just text the keyword Hive or Course. It's going to send you an automation invite you to the Facebook group, invite you to the YouTube channel. And now if the people pulled up their phone and texted in, now we're getting free leads that Thank come you. into our system in general. So we always push people to, we never actually ask for the direct sale. One thing is, is you need seven to 12 points of contact to convert a lead in general. So yeah. we don't ask for the point of sale for anything. We let people come into it in their own, in their own fashion. So check out the Facebook group, have mine CRM, check out the YouTube channel, have mine CRM. TikTok, we're on our platforms and we're using free and organic traffic to collect leads through texting opt-ins to email opt-ins to the Facebook opt-in, even down to, uh, if you're interested to learn how to make six figures on one land deal, you text course to 210-972-1842. We have like a 30 minute course kind of shows you how one of our clients is making six figures and interesting story. One of our clients is making six figures on one land deal. He posted today. So it's stuff that works and it's just, Good stuff. That's for sure. And 
it's, you know, I've uh, done a lot of real estate. I've done a lot of, I used to teach social media marketing to realtors. And, uh, you know, obviously from what I heard you say, you know, you're not pitching them. It's seven to 10 points of contact, but the group, you're adding value. You're giving them information. You're, you know, that's the key to building that tribe that you mentioned earlier. You know, you, if you're just out there pitching people, of course, people get turned off by that, but you're bringing them into a group. Obviously, it sounds like you're, you know, providing content and information in there that benefits everybody. It allows people to network and you to build that list, which is critical. Um, and then, of course, then anything that you're posting, you're not competing with everybody on a normal wall, only your group seeing it. So nobody can come in and post anything that you don't allow. And so whatever you decide to do was every fifth post, every 10th post, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, whatever works for you, that then you do, you know, pitch, you know, and talk about what you did to help that person with the 100 K because that's a way to pitch. That's not actually asking for the sale in a way that doesn't, some people get turned off by. So Sounds like to me like you got things dialed in and you're on, you're well on your way to just smash. Well, you're already smashing it. <laughs> if you, uh, you know, did a million bucks in the last four years and this year you're looking at hitting a million this year, that's phenomenal. So you're obviously doing a lot of things right from what I'm hearing. And I don't have all the answers and I'm not trying to act like I do, but everything's resonating with me based on the experiences I've had. So that's, that's it's, awesome. It's really cool. Like a lot, a lot of what we do is, um, People, there's a lot of people out there that are just lost and looking for a, a place to create a better future. I literally just got a podcast with one of my clients. He's 22 years old. He's done 10 deals off of the lead generation that we provided to him. And that's, that's phenomenal. And he's part-time, still as a roofer. So wow. he's still working a full-time job. He's made almost $60,000 in the last six months off of lead generation we provided in our system. And he's 22 years old. That's so, a hustler. For him, we just created a limitless future that who knows what it'll be doing in 20 years from now. That That's it. It's crazy. So for yeah. us, we, we get paid monetarily, minimally, but it's really make changing people's lives. And I think it's the biggest thing that we- That's what, that's honestly what gives me the most fulfillment in life period over any amount of money I've ever made, you know, just seeing that impact you can have on somebody. And that's, you know, we're entering a time in world history and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be careful. I don't get too off topic because- yeah got another podcast that goes way into this kind of stuff but um with what's going on in the world it's only going to get crazier in my opinion and i've spent over a thousand hours researching and educating myself on the truth to this world and <clears throat> real estate is if you have money right now and you're sitting on it and it's sitting in the bank that's the worst place it could be you need to put it into real estate gold or silver things that will not likely, you know, we're probably going to have a downturn in my opinion, just depends on how bad it is. Um, but the market's going to get ugly. And once again, this is my opinion. People don't need to, don't need to buy into it. So go, go do a little research on your, on your own, but we are going to have some major food scarcity. It's coming. It's already impacting people in certain places. If you have a baby and you're using formula, you already know it's impacting you there. Um, so I like the fact that you're involved in real estate because that is a very safe place. Even if the market does take a beating, you know, my dad was a dentist and he, he did large real estate developments, large commercial things. And there's times that the market affected him. But as you look at things over history, you're never going to get burned or really hurt. You know, you just got to, if you're going to put something into real estate at this time, now the kind of real estate you're doing, I'm assuming you're 
you know, trying to buy wholesale and either flipping or holding or things like that, which that's a fantastic way to do it. Um, but even if you're buying properties right now, you know, be careful, but you need to be expecting to hold them for years if you're buying right now to hold at closer to a retail level. Because if you're not finding some wholesale, you're going to be paying over retail right now. At least, I mean, Utah's ridiculous. My two brothers are still appraisers and it still is nuts, even though it has softened up because of interest rates going up and stuff. But yeah. Utah's still pretty strong. But yeah, just be careful. But real estate's a great place. I love what you're doing there. And, and uh, like I say, what I've heard from you that is the most important thing I think that I could reiterate to the listeners is find a problem and create a solution. And that's where you are frustrated with how to track your real estate deals. And there's, there's other stuff out there. I'm aware of some of them, but there was things missing that obviously you felt. And so you went and figured out how to plug all those holes and you came up with a better product. And I mean, to be 15 months in, I have 300 plus customers that's kicking ass if you ask me. So congratulations. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's cool. Like I, like I said, I'm, I'm really glad like with the amount of customers we have, because like whenever stuff happens, it's like, I'm really glad I don't have more customers because it's just, yeah, it's, it's the way in the good and the bad side of it. But I'm, I'm really excited. I, I think we're making a lot of impact with the uh, listeners and with our clients in general. It's really, it's really oh, yeah. part of a uh, being part of community because like, there's real estate transactions being happened between our clients that I'm not even making money on, but it's just. Right. But you're providing that network for, you know, which is value to all those people that, you know, are your tribe basically. So that's huge value. And whether you may don't make money on that or not, my experience has shown me that you can call it whatever you want, karma, whatever, you're going to make more money because of it, you know, because that's just the way the law, in my opinion, works. The universal law, you know, you can call it karma, you can call it energy, you can call it whatever you want. It's doing the right thing and taking care of people. Um, you know, humanity is, is a, in a, a place where we think we're different in so many ways. And once again, I'm trying to be careful not to get off topic down the, the wrong hole, rabbit hole here. But it's important because that's just a tool to create division. We are so much more alike as human beings and we need that, call it love, call it whatever you want, but serving others. Because I can tell just in interacting with you just this short time that you feel the same way as me. And that's really what makes us feel fulfilled is when you see that you've really made an impact on someone else. And I don't think there's any human being that is a good person that doesn't feel the same way. And if we could all just focus there instead of getting caught up in all this garbage that's thrown at us, you know, we could really, really make a big difference and change this world, you know? Well, uh, it's, uh, it's like, choo -choo, like no one, no one appointed me as, uh, as overseer of this land. I kind of created it and people came and I put people in the right direction. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, that is great, man. So where, where is it that people can find you? And, you know, I'll obviously put all this information in the show notes and stuff. This will be on, you know, Rumble and Brighton. This will actually will be on YouTube probably. I don't think I said anything will get me taken up there. But of course, then Apple and all the other podcast platforms. But so I have all this information in the notes. What are the best places for people to find you or your group name on Facebook? 
things like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I usually direct everybody to our Facebook group at HiveMind CRM. We're at HiveMind CRM on all platforms. You can find us pretty easily there and then connect through our platforms through those stuff. Awesome. Texas at the number I said earlier. Uh, it's a quick way to get to you. I really want to talk about the addiction. We, we haven't covered that yet. Let's do it. Okay. So um, with, with your show's about addiction, and I really resonate with the show because I, I, sh- I, I struggled with addiction when I was uh, growing up. And uh, it's kind of well, crazy. How I, I, I did apologize because, you know, obviously I read your stuff and stuff, but I didn't, I missed that. So my apologies, because, you know, it is about addiction and diet, but it's also how to reclaim your life through entrepreneurship. So dude, let's, let's jump in. Let's go. So um, for, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I'm on, I'm on the, 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 the age group where we saw beepers and then we transitioned to cell phones. And like yep. Gen Z is like all cell phones. And that's all they know is the internet, Gen Instagram and Facebook and all this other stuff. Whereas I saw both sides of it. I mean, I remember my brother's typing up reports on the typewriter, <laughs> you know? And like a lot of people, like you tell that to a kid nowadays, and like, what's a typewriter? You know? Exactly. <laughs> they don't really know what that was. I, I took was. typing class on a typewriter in high school. <laughs> exactly. So it's one of those things where like, I, I've seen the transition into the industry and for everybody that's thinking about business right now is the best time to start a business because there's so much stuff available at your fingertips. You can run a business from your fingertips and laptop from another country. You don't have to be in the U.S. So if that's everybody else, but uh, one of the things I struggled with growing up was um, video games. Video games were PlayStation PlayStation 3 right when I was growing up and I'm the youngest. So I, uh, I used to play big games with my brother a lot. And then when my brothers got older and left the house and went to college and stuff, I was stuck to my own devices. And I'm like, I got to do something. And I was uh, I, ex- I was good at school, but it was boring to me because I-, I felt like. Challenging, man. You're too smart. It wasn't, it wasn't challenging <laughs> to me. So I would play video games all day. And um, that, that was, my, that was my, my addiction that I had. And it... Um, dealing going through that I, I struggled with that all through high school uh, I know there's a lot of kids now a lot of younger people that I deal with that nowadays and it's kind of grown into oh, yeah. and there's adults that struggle with this addiction of video games and it's like oh it's not an addiction how often do you think you were playing during this time I was probably playing I was going to school at the time and I would probably play till three, four in the morning yeah. where I would literally sleep two, three hours, go to school and sleep in school because I was so tired. And like everybody in school is like, oh, he must be dealing with certain things in life. Like, no, I was just playing video games. And boring. <laughs> so I would sleep in school and play video games at night. And it was one of those things where like, I, I, uh, I had to, uh, and it's, it, we even connected through even in adulthood because I had a job, you go to a job, come play video games. And it was just, it was just thing to do because I wasn't really out there. When yep. I met my wife, my wife's like, "Something's got to give." <laughs> Something's got to give, and it's like she, I was really immature. I was really immature. My wife, my wife was like mature. She was two years younger than me, but she's women are a lot more mature, a lot faster than men do. So I was like, uh, she she didn't want to she didn't want to date me or or even talk to me at that space because I was in I was immature playing video games. So yeah, I eventually she kind of kicked me out of it, and just to date her, I I let it go. And when I let it go, it was like such a relief because one of the big things that I think a lot of people struggle with as adults, I'm not saying these things are bad. It's just right. it's moderation, moderation. Bingo. Like, 
alcohol isn't a bad thing, but if you drink it too much, it could be demential. It could be drinking too much water will kill you. You'll get, you'll get a a water overdose. So what I've learned dealing with that is that um, you have to control your energy as a whole, just because things that take too much time, they take away from what you could be doing to make yourself a better person. So like a lot of, and, and no, no offense to everybody that people are into sports and stuff like that. There's people, you know, I mean, people you talk to in the past, employees, whatever, they're like, oh, they're diehard, whatever fans of their local city and they go to games and they oh, yeah. participate and they know stats and all this stuff. And I'm like, you could be, you could be exerting so much more energy on your own business and actually creating a life that you can use the rest of your life, but you're using it on sports. You're using it on whatever that whatever that addiction is, and if you can focus that energy and focus on business, and even on business, it's it's a hard thing too because there's people that you go so hard it. into business that yep. they're let everything else go, and everything else goes, and they lose their family and their thing. So, yep. business can be seen as addiction. Drugs, alcohol, video games are all addictions, but it's all moderation. So you got to learn how to balance and prioritize what's important to make a better future. So a, a lot of what I've done um, when I got into entrepreneurship is I kind of focused on business first, knowing in hindsight, I would back off of business and hopefully automate and control that part by yeah. trying to focus on my family. So I knew it was a struggle early on, but like, hey, I need to vote 100% on what I'm doing in business entrepreneurship just to get this off the ground. And then eventually I can focus on what I like doing. So no matter what your struggle is in life, moderation business business can be an addiction as well so make sure you control that and you understand what's what's really important in your life that's the most powerful stuff that you've said all day you know even though you said a lot of great stuff um because you know as you related to the sports that is so so true and there's so many other things out there just like that whether it's movie whether certain tv you know binging on tv whatever it is netflix and once again that's all created intentionally because they don't want you to become who you are. And what I'm hearing too is number one, you grew up, but you became intentional about what you wanted because you nailed it too in the fact that as starting your own business, you might be working 16, 18 hour days. And so yes, relationships or family might suffer, but as long as you're communicating, not forgetting about them, and understanding that you're doing that with the intention of what it's going to do for you in the very near future if you really do it right. And a CRM like what you have is a huge, like you said, that's that's a similar backbone in a way as all your SOPs. And, and I meant to say it earlier, for those who are listening that are newer and looking to get an entrepreneurship, SOPs are standing operating procedures. Um, but, you know, that foundational stuff with your processes and SOPs, you know, and a CRM really is really what the foundation needs to be built on. And then it's all about like you, I mean, you're doing it all, man, and you're doing it well, it sounds like, because then it's all marketing, you know, organic stuff, whether it's organic paid, I do a lot of paid stuff with one of my businesses, but I couldn't do that at first because like you said, it is expensive. Then you got to be able to figure out if you put a dollar in, you got to be damn sure you get at least two out, you know, and hopefully four or five X at least. But anyways, you're, I mean, that's, that's valuable stuff. I, I actually have my youngest boy he's in his office 
across the hall, but um, I've, I've worried about his gaming. He plays a lot of, he does a lot of gaming. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there listening and obviously not listening that are struggling with addiction, gaming, eating, drugs, alcohol, because of what the last two years has brought to all of us in the world, not just in America. Uh, because as I look back on my addiction and even things that I catch myself with now, thank goodness I'm to a place where I've been through enough and learned enough that I'm able to see things, but denial's a bitch. Um, but the idle mind is the devil's playground. Yeah. And when we're sitting if you know if you were on lockdowns or whatever it was, that is the most horrid place to be because it is setting you up to create horrible habits, um, like it is, like gaming, you know, nonstop or eating like you normally wouldn't out of boredom, you know. And so, paying attention to yourself and becoming aware of your thoughts is huge because depression is a bitch. And, you know, I don't know if you fought that, but I've been pretty dark places a few times in my life to where I was actually suicidal one time. And, and it's so easy for the mind to buy the story that you think of, or the situation you think of, and allow your mind to grab onto it, continue to build stories around it, which then just takes you a spiral down to a darker place. So yeah. if you can channel, if you can pay attention to that, understand that Thoughts are just things, you know, and they're not good and they're not bad. They're just thoughts. And they, we all have our thoughts and our beliefs based on the life experience we've had. Frankly, really, nobody's right or nobody's wrong. Sure, you can get down to certain things and there's truths, but, but just be aware of that because that can be one of the, that was the biggest thing that held me back after what I went through in 09 and 10 um, that I've talked about on past episodes. And, you know, when you get yourself into that place, it, it becomes a handicap that's really debilitating. And then if you layer onto it, depending on your past, if you lose your confidence, if you lose your identity, it just, everything starts between the ears, you know? Um, and so I love your story because I can see just inheriting the things that you've shared today. And, and did I see it? It just, I mean, you honestly, I, I feel like you do, you radiate like positivity, man. I mean, I can just sense it and see it in you. And that's through, you've done some serious work, not only in your business, but I believe, you know, on yourself. And, and my dad used to say, as we grew up, why is it that we, you know, go take our cars to get their oil changed every three or 5,000 miles and take such good care of them. But we as human beings never go get a checkup from the neck up, you know, and and there's stigma that's a bunch of BS but in, in there for that. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, talking to somebody, if, even if it's just a friend. But I'm not a big guy in, in uh, what do you call counselors? I'm more, I prefer dealing with coaches and things like that. Um, but don't settle and don't let your, you know, mind take you in places that you don't need to go. Because every single one of us was put on this earth to become and do everything and anything we choose to. And I sense that that's what you're doing. And, and that is to become your best and to impact as many people as possible. And those are the two things I've really sensed that you're doing. And I commend you on that because I still struggle with that at times. It's, it's, 
you're doing some damn good stuff and and uh you know i just appreciate you being here because it's been it's been awesome to hear um i really want to talk about mindset because I, I, mindset and depression because it's a it's a struggle that happens and there is it's it, and it happens to everybody so one thing one thing one thing i'll say about depression is that what you're going anybody listening to this what you're going through somebody's been through worse and there's always somebody who's going through it right now worse than you are and the reason the reason why it's uh important to keep your mind right is because like you said earlier it's just it's what your mind projects so my uh side note i was going through a, a rough time and my family started reaching out to me like are you okay is everything okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine like, oh, I've been getting calls and such and all this stuff. I'm like, I was like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. But up here, there's people in my position that would be suicidal and depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm perfectly fine with it. I understand the ramifications and how to deal with it. But there's people out there that are in a worse position than I am that are still here today. So it, I'm right. good. Well, I'll, I see I'll you, yeah, you've had, you, for whatever reason, whatever you've experienced, you've created that awareness so that you understand it. It's like, there's times in my life that I've had bad days and where I buy into it and then beat myself up. That doesn't do anything for you. So now when they come and they don't come often, but when they do, first of all, everybody has bad days. Everybody gets depressed. So let's clear that up. So I've gotten to the point where now I just accept it and have nothing about it. If that means I go home and just go take a nap and don't do anything, because that's really what deep depression does for you. In fact, I have a picture on my wall over there, my best friend from high school. And uh, we met on the golf team. He was from the West side. If you want to call it that I was from the East side. He was jeans and a t-shirt cowboy kind of a guy. And I was opposite, but we became best friends on the golf team. And uh, he died about 14 years ago from colorectal cancer. But I bring that up because I always use this example to help people understand how horrific depression can be. When I've been in some pretty rough places, and this was obviously years and years ago, I, like you, I, I understand things and, and I deal with things a lot different now. But I used to give the example of if my buddy Cody showed up, came back to me, to life and just walked in my office or my house and came to see me and said, and once again, we met on the golf team in high school and, and he said, Hey man, I got a private jet and I've got, you know, all unlimited funds. We're going to just for the next year, we're going to go play all the coolest courses in the world. When you're really depressed, I'd literally say, well, I don't really feel like it. That's how crazy it can get, you know? And so I, you know, just like you, you have to work on yourself and you have to work on that mind and like drug addiction video game addiction, the first thing is understanding that you're there. Because until you understand and admit it, you can't do anything about it. Because you're in denial yeah. and you're just making excuses. But I mean, you got a lot to share with the world, my friend. And uh, just uh, there's a lot of stuff that I really appreciate you sharing. Because like I said, I can just sense that you got you're doing a lot already, but I can just, I can literally feel it, dude. It's just, you have, you have that kind of that charisma that attracts people and just keep it up. Cause it's badass. So uh, one, one thing I'll say before, before we end it, but um, one thing I'll say is that 
as you grow up in entrepreneurship, the problems don't go away, they just get bigger. So I heard, I heard somebody say that is that um, I want to be in a position where I can deal with million dollar problems. Yep. Where people people might be in a position where they're dealing with a light bill. It's a hundred dollar problem or two hundred dollar problem. There's people out in the world that deal with million dollar problems in the daily, and I want to be in that position. So understand that yes, your problem is a problem, but it's a problem at your certain stage. So you need to break through that barrier to the next level where it's no longer a problem. Like running a business, payroll could be a problem. Yep. You got to pay your employees first before you pay yourself. But there comes a stage where you break through that next wall and you're dealing with bigger problems. So the problems don't go away. They just get bigger. And you, you realize that your team and your mindset is important to overcome those next barriers that you always come up with. So I have problems I've never dealt with that I'm dealing with now, but I understand there's another level to it and I know how to overcome it. And that's where coaching and counselors come into, come into play because there's always people that understand and have dealt with that problem because they operate at a higher level. Exactly. And if you weren't able to see that and hadn't learned that through experiences and coaches that I'm sure you've had, you would, it would be affecting you in a way where it'd be stressing you out, yep. that it would be paralyzing you in ways or creating anxiety and fear in ways that wouldn't allow you to, to push through to make it. And so, you know, that is huge. So the show is sponsored by the list guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The list guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from, and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The list guys are here to save you time. Contact the list guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com. Like I said, I appreciate your time and this, is, this has been great. And uh, I'd like to stay in touch with you and, and uh, see what we can do down the road, not only to help more people, but you know, maybe it'll be something that we can do together as well. So appreciate it. Sounds good. And uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good.